Now on to our program. I'd like to introduce our speakers who you know all very well. George Austin has worked in community planning, project development, and project delivery in Madison, focusing on primarily uh, civic development for the past 40 years. He's owner and president of AVA uh, Civic Enterprises, Inc. of Madison, providing planning, project development, project delivery, and leadership services. George graduated from UW-Madison, uh, where he received a Bachelor of Business Administration degree and Master's degree in both business and public policy and administration. Dan Reed is the Managing Director of American Family Ventures, the direct venture capital arm of American Family Insurance. American Family Ventures invests in early-stage companies focused on insurance, connectivity, and analytics. Dan has worked as a strategy consultant with the Boston Consulting Group and in various stage strategic roles at American Family. Dan holds an MBA with a concentration in strategic management from the University of Chicago and an undergraduate degree from Stanford University. And Gary Walter is the chairman of the board of directors, president and CEO of MGE Energy, Inc., and president and director of the MGE Foundation. Gary graduated max maxima cum laude from Loris College with a bachelor's degree in economics. He also holds a JD degree from the University of Iowa Law School and is a member of the Order of the Coif Honor Society. We're pleased to hear from George, Dan, and Gary. And we have made a contribution to the Rotary International Polio Plus Fund as a way to say thanks. If time allows, we'll take questions from the microphones in the back. Please welcome George, Dan, and Gary. Well, good afternoon. It's great to be back at the podium. And President Tim, thanks for that great introduction. And uh, Gary, Dan, and I are pleased to be here today to discuss an exciting new project that you see on the screen there portrayed to create an entrepreneur entrepreneurial hub here in Madison to help our region's entrepreneurs succeed. It's called Starting Block Madison. And the strong support from both MG&E and American Family Insurance are making this project a reality. Starting Brock is a project that some of you have heard about, but I bet many of you haven't. So let me start our story today with a quick overview. In late 2012, a group of young entrepreneurs joined forces with other entrepreneurial tech and civic leaders, including Madison Gas and Electric and the University of Wisconsin Law and Entrepreneurship Clinic to bring together uh, in a single location the critical components that local entrepreneurs need to start and grow their businesses, to create jobs and stimulate the regional economy. The result of these early visioning and planning efforts was the creation of Starting Block Madison Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit charitable organization dedicated to supporting entrepreneurism, economic growth, and education, and to building the local entrepreneurial economy for the long term. What this group realized is this, that Madison, more than any other place in the state, has a rapidly growing young and creative tech workforce. This is our, great, our region's greatest growing asset, and Starting Block will serve and capitalize on it. From 2000 to 2010, the 20 to 40-year uh, population increased in Dane County by more than 10,000, while during that same period, the rest of the state had an outmigration of over 55,000 of the same age group. This is our region's greatest growing asset, and Starting Block Madison has the opportunity to leverage it and to retain it. But the group also recognized that the region's information technology cluster is large, it's strong, and it's growing. Proven entrepreneurial leaders are shaping what's next in order to grow this sector and our economy. They include some familiar and some not so familiar names. Sector 67, Generator, 
Capital Entrepreneurs, 100 State, the Doyen Group, the annual Forward Technology Festival, NADWORKS and Horizon co-working locations. And there's one common characteristic shared by all of these groups is that none of them were in existence five years ago. Think of all the positive energy and the accomplishments that have been generated in just the past few years that will benefit the entire region. So it was from this proven entrepreneurial environment that the seeds formed for the underlying vision for starting Block Madison as a place to bring these groups and many others together in an interconnected entrepreneurial ecosystem. It's what the Madison region needs next to become a top 10 startup metro area by bringing the existing components together and building a strong environment so our startups can grow faster, better, and stronger. So what makes up an entrepreneurial hub? It's a place where entrepreneurs, mentors, students, and community members from different industries can work and connect and share innovative ideas. First, Strutting Block will integrate the energy and resources of three proven entrepreneurial leaders, Generator, a business accelerator that has produced over 23 graduates from, uh, from uh, their four programs, over $25 million in total capital raised, and close to 200 jobs created by those companies. Capital Entrepreneurs, a membership organization that represents 200 different startups in the Madison area and has over 300 members. All our founders were very early stage employees of Madison area startups, and the average company size is 12 full-time employees. And third, Sector 67, our nationally recognized community maker hackerspace, which provides member support and space for dozens of startup and business tech companies and offers educational programs for teens and young adults interested in engineering, computer sciences, manufacturing, and other skill sets critical to the future workforce. Completing the hub will be the space needed to get started, literally the starting blocks needed for success. And this includes one, affordable, flexible office space, and co-working space. As you know, finding workspace is a critical necessity that's often an obstacle for startup businesses. Starting Block uh, will help entrepreneurs by providing affordable workspace with flexible terms that allow entrepreneurs to get going, pivot when necessary, and grow when they get it right. So the suite of products will include shared desks, co-working space by another phrase, share, uh, private reserve desks, startup offices and suites. In addition, there'll be access to peers, mentors, investment and professional advisors. Starting Block will set aside and uh, sponsor satellite suites and offices for investment and professional advisory entities so that they can be on-site and an integral part of the ecosystem. And finally, collaborative meeting and conference spaces for educational programming, workshops and community building events. So to bring uh, this introduction full circle, please turn your attention to this short video. Starting Block is really about making an investment in the future of Madison's long-term economic success. One of the things that is really important to the city is that we're capturing and building a critical mass. Well, you know, the engine of growth is, is always entrepreneurial companies. Almost all new net job creation is created by startup businesses. Starting Block could capitalize on what is kind of this burgeoning startup community that we have in, in Madison. We envision Starting Block being by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. We started Capital Entrepreneurs back in 2009 and since grown to over 300 member entrepreneurs. 
We started Generator a little over two years ago. In that time, we've successfully completed four programs. We've invested in 23 companies total. So between Generator and Capital Entrepreneurs, we have over 200 companies that have started up in the Madison area. That's representing over 300 jobs. And I think one thing that we have that other parts of the country don't have is Sector 67. We've been recognized in Make Magazine as being one of the most interesting makerspaces in the country, if not the world. But now it's growing into being able to provide entrepreneurs with workspace, as well as kids and being able to do educational outreach. What we really have to do is put all of those resources that can help start up companies in one place. By providing a central hub of activity, companies can be built and created and financed right here in Wisconsin. Starting Block provides us with the opportunity to bring in entrepreneurs and conference rooms and consulting spaces. You have everything from people doing great software development, everything from all different sectors of healthcare and gaming and business software. I think Starting Block will really provide a hub for those types of occupations and companies to connect, to serve each other, and to build a cluster. We're going to push the needle forward in terms of the amount of organic startup activity and new company creation here in Madison. This is what's next in Madison's ecosystem and, and economy. There will be a sense that if you're not in the Capital East area, if you're not near starting block, uh, you're almost at a competitive disadvantage in meeting venture capitalists or angel investors or connecting with some of the best minds that, that Madison has. And by bringing all those things together, we're giving ourselves the best chance to succeed as a city, to succeed as a region, and to succeed as a state. Um. I've been asked to talk briefly about why we at MG&E have, uh, have supported Starting Block. And, and one of the things uh, um, we did early on is provide some funding to, uh, to bring, bring George Austin in. And, and George, with his track record of having done so many wonderful things in our community, it, it has just been outstanding in, in uh, um, kind of shepherding Starting Block along. We also have Pam Christensen in our, in our office that uh, – who has also been instrumental in some of the some of the early starting block work? For us, for us, starting block was 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 very easy, as as we thought about it, um, and then the thought process was very simple. We have these tremendous intellectual assets in our community. You think about the University of Wisconsin, you think about Edgewood College, you think about Madison College. Um, you think about what I'll call the EPIC graduates, where EPIC brings in bright people from all over the world in our community. And after five years, you know, many of them are here saying, you know, I kind of like Madison, kind of like to stay, but what am I going to do next? I mean, we have these tremendous assets in our, in our community. And historically, you know, you might, you might go down to the, the local utility or out to Oscar Mayer, American Family, and see if I can get a job. But... But uh, you know those those are limited. But but getting getting this population and and in uh, in our community and 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 having them start to ask themselves, well, is there an idea that I can take and turn into a career and 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 a career not only for themselves, but you know maybe a career or create jobs for five additional people or fifty or five hundred eventually. So, I mean, that, that seems to be, to us, to be a very important thing for a community to think about, to take, take 
instead of talking about brain drain and what we do to stem brain drain, let's talk about taking the assets we have and nurturing them in ways that keep, keep, uh, uh, keep talented people within, within our community. And so for, uh, for starting block, you, you, in building a business and creating a career, I mean, it can be a grind if you think about it. You know, you, the starting block creates a, a space, creates services. But as you think about trying to set up a business, you think in terms of, okay, how do I incorporate? You know, what, 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 are, what are tax and accounting ramifications? How do I think about that? How do I raise money? You know, what's that all about? And then that's even before you get into trying to hire people and market yourself and all the other things that you, you might have to do. So providing a, an environment that, that helps ease some of those things so that some people, uh, the, the people who have a good idea, and, and we just help, help move, that, move that along. So I think, I think creating the jobs and creating good jobs of people who pay taxes and, and support our community, uh, community services, you know, help, help uh, support our quality of life, that, that in itself is a very important thing. For, uh, for a community. But what I find intriguing beyond that is the, you know, not just kind of providing, you know, for a limited number of people, providing the, the means to, to create career, careers, be entrepreneurs, but, but also the extent to which, if you can do this, can you create a culture of entrepreneurship and what that might mean? Can you create synergy? Can you create can create a, a whole environment where people are asking, well, how can I, how can I contribute to the community? How can I contribute to, uh, 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 to the economy? You know, what can I do to create jobs for myself and, and others? And creating that culture and the buzz and the interaction and the potential exponential growth that comes with that, I think is, is kind of a, an intriguing uh, I'll say next step, stretch goal in the process, call it, call it what you will. Um, the other thing I, I think is a, as a stretch goal, you know, the, you know as, you, as you think far off, you know, we're talking about early stage here with, with starting block, but as, as you think of the next steps, to get, to get entrepreneurs who, who eventually overlay, you know, what is my idea, what can I do, but overlay the question, how can I change the world? I mean, think about the possibilities to get, you know, as we see more and more people working together, interacting in their, in their careers. And, I, and I'm talking about both big and, and ways that aren't so, aren't so big, but I, I find that an intriguing question. And, and in our community, we have, I mean, we have people like Jamie Thompson who, with Stelm Cells who starts Cellular Dynamics, um, Pleasant Roland, I would, I would argue uh, that many young young girls are different because they had American Girl dolls that they played with, and their interactions have been different, and it's probably changed them as people because American Girl has been has been uh, out there available to them. You know, Judy Faulkner. The, I mean, what is the quality of medical records gone up quite a bit? What has that meant to healthcare and for many many people in this room and across across the world? So if you think about if you think about those possibilities, I, it uh, it is uh, it is uh, truly intriguing. 
George mentioned several times Sector 67. I see we have Chris Meyer right here in the front row. Sector 67 is already doing a lot of educational programs throughout our community, education in just a variety of ways. And if this is working, we're going to try one more video to show you some of them. Well, I thought about why community shops like Sector 67 are important to Madison, because I used to teach in engineering. And I noticed over the years, more and more of our students who arrived claiming they wanted to be engineers had never made anything or done anything with their hands. And from that sort of spurned on this opportunity to bring in middle school students or grade school students or high school students or college kids to be able to come through and allow them to engage with the equipment and the tools and the technology that are here. When kids first come to Sector 67, they walk in and they start looking around and there's just like oohs and ahs and hey, check out that thing that's hanging from the rafters and they can't take it all in. My wife Heather and I uh, have been together for a really long time and she went to school for education, I went to school for engineering and we've really been able to promote education and getting kids involved with a lot of the projects around here. Parents might come in and they say, you know, my kid's really interested in technology, but I don't really know where to go on how to teach them how to use this. So they'll sign up for some of the programming that we offer here to give their kids access to some of the technologies that the schools are not capable of offering at this time. So they can learn programming, they can learn how to solder, they can learn how to 3D print stuff and design things online. The kids are always asking, can I take this little sample home or how do I do this? Can I come back and learn how to do this? And somebody else says, that looks really cool, I want to try it. And then all of a sudden you promote this whole wave of people trying out something new or getting interested in something that they never had any interest in before. It works on the other end of the age scale as well. I'm also excited and inspired by other retired people who come in here and do projects. And they, they serve as inspirations. Hey, I could do that too when I'm 80 years old. <laughs> you know, By allowing that to flourish in a bigger environment with a bigger pool of people who are coming and going, that's going to be something that's really successful. Well, I joined Sector 67 uh, when I sold my shop. I had my own machine shop, my own welding shop, and I needed a place to work after we sold it. Since then, I've, uh, I've moved my workspace here as well. I, I spent a lot of time in the welding shop here because it's such a creative place. All kinds of interesting things going on. Busloads of students coming through all ages. Right now, the challenge is we pull a bus up and it takes up the entire front of the building. Having a group of 30 to try and do a tour is a little, it's too much. We are at capacity. The 3D printers are a hot commodity. Everybody wants to be able to make something and print it out on the 3D printers. And you end up having kids three or four deep trying to have a, a peek at something that's running away. We're all kind of standing there like sardines going, can we move out of the space yet? Can we move out of the space yet? That would be a big component of starting block is not only can we get them off the bus and get them in the space and get them up and running and excited about it, but also get them nearby the tools and the resources and things that we have to share. And that's something that's really fun to be able to watch. Good afternoon. It's, a, it's an honor to be here. Um, 
So 87 years ago, 15 years after the Madison Rotary was founded, American Family Insurance was a humble startup located on the other side of the square. AmFam was founded by an insurance agent named Herman Witwer, who had one insight. I'm sure he had others in his life, but the insight that started this company was that he believed that Wisconsin farmers were being overcharged for auto insurance because of the snowy conditions on the roads weren't factored into the actuarial calculations. So he started a company based around that idea. And after about 11 years, the company had grown to a million dollars in premium. And then over the course of decades, AmFam grew into a Fortune 400 company that served many millions of policyholders and has grown to be a very stable and very successful company. But I'm not here to talk about the history of American Family. We're here to talk about the future. Over the past few years, American Family has really increased our focus on innovation. And we've made investments in our agents. We've made acquisitions in companies that can help us serve our policyholders better. And close to my heart, because it's the team that I get to run, we've started a direct venture capital group that makes minority investments into startups that we think can change how the insurance industry works over the next decade. We invest in companies that provide home automation, which we think can increase safety in people's homes. We invest in companies that provide automotive safety technologies, which we think will help keep people safe. We invest in advanced analytics companies that help us understand the risks that we insure. And we invest in companies that are directly involved in creating what's next for insurance. And over the course of these investments over the past few years, we really have witnessed tremendous growth in the Madison ecosystem, of which we're a part. And George covered it well with the group here that's sitting at the front table with Sector 67, which is just an amazing place, Capital Entrepreneurs, the Doyen Group. Generator is an accelerator here that's turning out essentially a company a month, and they get funded to the tunes of millions of dollars. So we're seeing this ecosystem develop in a very grassroots fashion, and we're happy to be part of it. We haven't mentioned the university yet, but the Weinert Center for Entrepreneurship is experiencing tremendous growth and interest from the students. We're seeing the law and entrepreneurship create new supply of new entrepreneurs coming out of the university, and the discovery to product program is also another source. The other thing we haven't mentioned yet is beyond these groups that are organizing this ecosystem, there are companies out there that are getting funded. There are companies that are right here on the square that have received millions of dollars of institutional capital to grow their businesses. There are other companies, dozens of them, that are lining up to be the next funded companies. These are the sources of growth in our community. These are important for the larger companies as a source of external innovation. And we're very happy at American Family to support Starting Block as the catalyzing factor to start bringing all these disparate but growing entities together and form the collection and self-feeding type of entity that can help bring the future forward here in Madison. So I encourage you to join us in supporting Starting Block, and thanks for coming today.
So let's focus on the next steps in making Starting Block a reality. Um, Starting Block will be built on a site currently owned by the City of Madison on the south side of the 800 block of East Washington Avenue. Uh, the city purchased it from the Don Miller Auto uh, dealership about five years ago, and it's the third of three parcels uh, that have been uh, in the process of being redeveloped. Gebhardt Development completed the Constellation, which is a mixed-use project across the street in the 700 block in 2013, and they've broken ground on the, what they call the Galaxy Project across the street in the 800 block just this past fall. The important thing is the site's in the, in the heart of the Capital East District in the downtown, an area along East Washington Avenue between the Capitol Square and the O'Hara River on the Near East Side, and an area the city has very high hopes it will, be, it will develop as an employment area, an employment district. And the city made the site available to developers in July of last year, and Starting Block teamed with Gebhardt Development and submitted a proposal in September. And the city selected the proposal in November, and we're now in the process of preparing preliminary architectural and financing plans, which are due back to the city this spring. The facility itself will be 50,000 square feet in size and cost approximately $10 million. It'll be part of a larger 140,000 square foot mixed-use development project that the Gebhardt Development Company will build on the 800 South Block. Starting Block will be the anchor of the project that will include retail, a music venue, other commercial development, and parking. And after hearing of Constellation and Galaxy, guess what they'll call the next project? <laughs> to the heavens, I guess. <laughs> um, the business plan for Starting Block is simple and straightforward. It was to secure a permanent facility without having to finance it with a commercial loan and a mortgage note. Without any debt service burden, the facility can operate in a self-sufficient manner based on membership revenues and tenant rental income, not requiring annual fundraising beyond sponsored programming support. To this end, Starting Block has had a number of champions at the critical points in our fledgling history. First, Madison Gas and Electric saw the vision of the young entrepreneurs, and MG&E encouraged and primarily funded the early planning efforts that allowed this seed to begin to germinate. The city of Madison also saw the value in the concept when they were exposed to it in 2013. This has resulted in the city committing $1.5 million in the 2015 city capital budget to assist in land acquisition and construction. But this public sector validation and funding of the project was also a critical step in moving the project forward. But as we all know, projects like this need champions. And they need champions stepping up, and in this case, in December of 2014, American Family Insurance did just that, committing significant support for the development of the entrepreneurial center. American Family will build the 50,000-square-foot facility and rent it to starting block at a nominal rate, thereby eliminating that debt service requirement we talked about. And with the American Family and City of Madison financial support, starting block is in the position that it needs to raise $1.5 million in private funds by July for a portion of the build-out costs of our space. If we can meet this goal, and I really believe we'll be able to, construction can start later this year, and the occupant will have occupancy by the end of 2016. And while the facility is under construction, the starting block team will ramp up programming, technical assistance, and critical partnerships. To conclude, while it's a building, it's what's produced through this investment in the facility that's really important. The Madison region has all the individual pieces in place to be a world-class entrepreneurial city. Multiple national studies have shown that small businesses are the engine 
that drives economic growth. And Madison has been recognized as having one of the quickest growing information technology sectors in the country. With this additional piece of economic infrastructure, and infrastructure it is, the Madison region can expect within the next five years, we talked about the last five, but in the next five years, to increase the number of successful startups, to increase the investment dollars in our IT and our advanced materials sectors, to create a pipeline of talent of all ages and improve retention of high-talent individuals to establish the Madison region as a startup hub recognized for innovation and entrepreneurship. The impact of starting Block Madison to the city, to the region, and to the state, more startups, more successful companies, better products, and a stronger community. And as you can see quoted on the slide before you, could be the difference between being a leader versus a follower in the 21st century. So with that, we'd like to conclude and thank you for your attention and your interest in this project. I hope this program whets downtown Rotary's appetite for additional programs on Madison's emerging and growing new economy. It's an exciting story to watch unfold. And with that, thank you very much, and we're happy to take some questions. Two questions. One is, what is the actual governance and management of the facility going to be? And secondly, did you say a music venue? <laughs> Stuart, that was a very short question. Thank you. <laughs> the, uh, the governance of the facility will be by this new organization, Starting Block Madison, Inc. It's been incorporated as a 501c3. It has a governing board. Uh, it will oversee the operations, establish the partnerships, and be responsible for uh, all aspects of the operation of the, of the facility, as we, as we described today. Uh, it, has entered, it will enter into and has entered into a term sheet with American Family Insurance for the real estate relationship uh, going forward. Um, I think that's about all I wanted to say on that. Um, what was your second question? Music. Music. Um, <laughs> Well, music's been of interest on East Washington Avenue of late, uh, and uh, the Gebhardt Development Company saw the opportunity to uh, provide a, a venue for a 1,000-plus uh, uh, standing room. It's a standing-type music venue um, as, a, as a, one of its prime tenants. Uh, it will not be part of the starting block facility, but it will be right next door to it is on, that, on that site. And when you think about it, if you have young entrepreneurs, uh, all the creative energy going on we've been talking about, you have music as, a, as another venue, uh, you've got coffee and some retail. Uh, they're also talking with the Madison Culinary Center about a facility there, which is another startup-focused organization focused on food. This could become a quite an eclectic, interesting development that will anchor uh, what the city's objectives in the Capital East District. Hi there. Uh, excuse me. TJ Blitz here. Uh, I'm in the real estate game, and uh, we work with a lot of startup companies, actually. And So to your point, sometimes it is very difficult for these startup companies finding space, especially in the Capitalist Corridor, so I think it's a great project. Question for you. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Main Street Industries, 100 South Baldwin, but they've been sort of a great catalyst over the last 30 years. They brought Shopbot from mm -hmm. zero to 60. They 
and work with a number of companies that have grown and created a lot of economic development in the, in the region. They have a policy where once a startup goes into the building, they have sort of a sunset period where they're allowed to stay for two or three years until they sort of get their wings under them and then they, then they, then they can fly. Is that going to be sort of the same structure that you guys have, or are you going to enable these startups to sort of remain in the starting block space in perpetuity? Good question. Um, the operational policies, to be honest, are still under development because we have time to do that, but the model is really just what you described. Uh, we have co-working spaces, shared desks, small offices, and suites. And so someone can come tired of being in their, their uh, garage or at their kitchen table and want a shared desk, and that their idea gains momentum, as we've described, and they want a small office. Now they have a couple of employees, and they take on a small suite. So we want to we help nurture and grow the business. But at the end of the day, that's not going to be their home. The idea is to grow them and then let those wings take flight and hopefully help grow our regional economy. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again, George, Dan, and Gary, for a wonderful presentation. Uh, I think it's a really exciting time in downtown Madison, and this is uh, great for our community. Uh, thanks to all of you for joining us. Uh, have a great rest of the week. We are adjourned. <laughs>